Following is the disclaimer for this program. The information provided herein should not be taken as a substitute for the advice of a pertinently qualified professional. The sole purpose of this is to provide precise particulars. Albeit, no guarantee is assured to the effect regarding the particulars due to the constantly developing essence of the world of knowledge and information. No harm or insult is intended for any individual. The podcasts are intended for informational and educational purposes only and must be used by the listeners and viewers at their own discretion. stories that I have like I was lucky to witness on my own and you can find them you know just search my name on the Google Prakadeep Jain and you can find all of my films and my work and about me so I will not waste my time you know waste your time here uh, but like four five months back I started this new initiative called Invited Creativity uh, during the lockdown because I thought that there is a vacuum of resources, articles, and inspirations for Indian creative professionals to get it in in one platform. Although there are a lot of platforms like these in US market and in Europe, but to get it in one place, a lot of my friends and artists were always complaining about it that you know they have to through hundreds of pages of Facebook or they have to go through tens of twenties of websites to you know to see anything creative which is right now in the market or if there is new resource grants scholarships or any film production opportunities you know which has been going in the market so it was really difficult for them to access and that's why we started embed with creativity we are curating all content which is relevant to a creative professional, which is relevant to an artist, which will help them getting inspired, motivated, and find new resources to share their art form, to create art is there in our website. And simultaneously, parallelly, we started our own original content. Uh, we have like two series going on. One is Artist Spotlight, in Artist Spotlight, we share the creative life process and work of local homegrown artists 
the second is original editorials through that we um, write visually engaging journalistic articles on a certain topic related to creative sphere and we use illustrations we use gifs we use photographs you know whatever we can find we can uh, we find easily and we can and we can produce in just sitting at our homes or we create that kind of content so yeah before even we start talking about anything uh just wanted to say that now whatever i'm going to say i'm going to say with refer- with reference to pre pandemic and post pandemic because this pandemic has changed the whole sphere has changed everything so we cannot talk about ki, oh what happened in the 19th century what happened in the 20th century or in the 21st century we talk about 21st century it should be pre pandemic and post pandemic now uh, i'm going to start the answer so twitter facebook instagram youtube have made and internet as a whole have made access to information and news very easily but the thing is the credibility on these uh, platforms cannot be decided just the second moment you saw them right like you posted something on the internet next second i cannot say if it's right or it's wrong it will take time when people will see it when people will cross confirm it cross check cross check it with other people then only you know its credibility of the news can be established but that will take quite a lot of time and during that time that news piece will impact a lot of people online that's how the fake news is spreading and it's hard to stop it with professional journalism the journalism as a whole you cannot escape it no matter what like you cannot escape going to a doctor when you are sick you cannot escape a journalist for any news source so it's that important although i can understand the sentiments in india which are going on regarding the journalism and the media sensationalism i can totally understand it and that's why a lot of people are not trusting the journalist and are not liking their field of work but despite that journalism is actually you know it's it's the second defense or you can say the third defense in our country's government because they put account on everything which a government is doing if a corruption is happening there the journalists are the first people to report it right if there is uh, any discrepancy or 
any crime is going on, the journalist is going to report it. And again, there's a difference. There's a difference in investigative journalism and reporting. Reporting, I can do, you can do. I saw a bomb go off outside my home. I can just tweet it. Hey, a bomb has gone off near my area. That is reporting. I reported it and everyone got the news about it, right? Now, with respect to investigative journalism, it's why, how, when, and who the bomb went off, you know, the whole sphere. So that I cannot do it because I'm not an investigative journalist. It has to be a certain person who will do his research, who will go door to door, ask questions, who will become a detective of its own and get the truth out in front of everyone. So that is the work of a professional journalism, a professional journalist. And I cannot like emphasize enough that how important a professional journalist or a professional journalism is important for a country which is a democracy. Now, if a country is not a democratic country, like if you are a dictatorship or if you are a communist government, then of course the credibility of journalism is kind of shaky, you know, because everything is controlled by a dictator, everything is controlled by a communist party. You know, and you know the examples, China, North Korea, and you know, couple of Arab states, you know, we know that the independence to journalism is next to nothing. So in that scenario, we can, of course, you know, say that it doesn't matter if you have a journalist or not, because even if you are a journalist, you cannot do much in these kind of uh, states. So yeah. That does make sense, that does actually make sense. But even if I keep in mind the importance of journalism, uh, do you think that this explosion of social media, microblogging and influencers, and in general how easy it has become to put out a story, does that change what news is made of? Does that change the idea behind news? Isn't it more story telling than telling nowadays? Uh, you can put out a story, okay? You can put out a tweet or you can write a blog. I can do it, you can do it, right? But the thing is, key, up to what extent it is correct and it is delivering the needed message is important. Are you communicating well enough for the other person to understand it? That is an important question. Now, a journalist does that because he has the resources, he has the understanding. He knows that if I have to tweet in just 250 characters on Twitter, so I will use a certain kind of sentence, certain kind of words to make it credible, to make it understand. Right, because 
nowadays you say i'm if i'm going to say something you can just twist it turn it and you know make a whole new sense out of it yeah so in that sphere in that sense um see it's a democratic country the internet is free for everyone to share their emotions share their feelings share their opinions and it's fine i mean i don't have a problem with it but what i have a problem with is that do not just blindly trust anyone or anything you read on the internet that's it primary and secondary now the point is what i think it's my it's my opinion that in this fast moving world no one gives a damn if it's primary or secondary okay when you scroll your instagram when you scroll your facebook or you scroll your you know any news app bbc new york times or anything you don't cross check or you don't read if if it's by if it's opinion piece if it's by a reporter or if it's a first hand report or when when the news is being published is it like just published after the event occurred or is it like a week after the event happened and they are publishing a report because we don't have that much time and not and not everyone is interested to read the whole news they just see the headlines and they just brush off so what i am suggesting is that ki do not differentiate much do not waste your time in finding if it's a primary source or a secondary source see you have to be clear in your mind you have to be clear in your concise 
okay the thing is that you should be well read and well fed and well educated enough to find out if this news source is credible or not let's say i become i became your friend on facebook cool you share a new news article or you share an information that this political party is doing this okay now once you share it it's fine you're sharing it every day in a manner that you are just praising that political party i should be smart enough to not believe you any other way right if i am believe because that just shows that i am keen on being a being a foot soldier for a party or for that it cell of the party right and other thing is that always do a cross check like if i read something on denik paskar then go on to ndtv also and see what they have to say if i am uh, if i saw a news on z news or let's say aaj tak go on to dd news go on to ndtv and see what they are saying about the same topic right if we say the recent um, news that is farm bill right did the government make a right choice for the farm bills for the farmers or they make a wrong choice so of course there are no news channel is uh, is a neutral uh, like i would say to that really uh, i can say it by like 100% uh, confidence of my knowledge and what i have like friends and people that i know no news channel is 100% neutral everyone has a little bit of their side one leg on this side and you know other leg on the that side so somewhere on the other every news source is biased nowadays even the world's biggest and most reputed reputed agencies like new york times washington post boston globe or you know um, the new york or anyone or guardian you know you name it everyone is aligned to something now it comes to yourself always do a cross check between uh, two different categories two news channels who are totally opposite to each other if you want to know about farm bill read from this side read from that side read from the mind of a bjp supporter read from the mind of a congress supporter and read from the mind of a environmentalist or a common citizen so in that way you can finally be able to judge if you are lucky enough that what is the truth because 100% you will not get the truth nor from the government nor from the news organization nor from the farmer itself because that farmer itself have been fed a wrong information and 
Right, and I think it's because of the pandemic, uh, 
what people will look up to in the future from movies or series as well. Because I think at least I have definitely spent a few time of my pandemic looking at movies or series anyway. Now, coming to a very interesting concept of creative advertisements, which basically revolve around telling a story to actually promote a product. That's that one just putting it up from my side. Uh, how did this trend actually start? Give us an example of something from this field, maybe, and tell us more about how you actually ended up it. I'm talking about creative advertisements, which are basically episodes are aimed around using a story or an idea to portray the marketing of a specific product, and how this trend started in mainstream media. And also an example of this uh, idea in what actually our viewers might relate to that, okay, this relates to this directly, this is the concept in play. Got it. So, advertisement. The prime motive of advertisement is to sell the product. People don't make advertisement to prove their creativity. For that, there is films, short films, and YouTube. You can do what you want. But in advertisement, there's a lot of money involved from the ad agency, from the brand, and from the filmmaker itself. So if you want to sell Wimbar tomorrow, or if you want to sell Bondita, you can't go on being creative and you know just make something because it, it is creative or it is different. No. The main objective is to sell the product. The other thing is that while you are making that advertisement, if you are lucky enough, if your superiors, if your agency and brands are open-minded, then you might find a creative way to tell a story and to tell, sell a product also. So now you are doing both. You are telling a story and you're selling the product. And now the, when those, both of these things come together, it becomes a creative advertisement. Right? And, and you know, now suddenly you are winning Cannes Lion Awards and, you know, going to Venice Film Festival and, you know, winning, you know, Webby Awards and all because your advertisement was creative also and it managed to sell the product also. So right. you as a filmmaker, you got your deserved respect from your peers, from the audience. And you as a brand, you got your sales. You justified where you spent your money. Cool. So that is creative advertisement. Now, in Indian media industry, creative advertisements were always there. See, creativity doesn't evaporate or it doesn't suddenly born into someone or something. No, it's always there. It just changes its form. Now, coming to the advertisements on TV, Amul is a great example. Since the early 90s, Amul has been doing great advertisements, like phenomena. Still, I don't think anyone is coming close to beat them. So that one single brand, one single example,
example, explains everything about creative advertisement. And uh, nowadays also, I don't think that we are producing more creative advertisements with respect to 2005 or 2010. It's, it's like, uh, it's the same, you know, you find something good, you find something bad. And it's also because the advertisement industry is also shifting. Now the brands are employing more Instagram influencers, you know, rather than spending that budget on TV advertisement. So the market has also changed. It's just like pre-pandemic, post-pandemic. So a lot of factors are now coming in um, on that. Uh now, so before ending this conversation with you, I want to ask one last question to you uh, regarding a very sensitive topic of idealism. Now, the role of news in defining people's identity is more than ever today. And people might often choose to believe something just because the idealist source. Like if I really have to exaggerate, I might as well believe if Ryan Gosling says that the COVID is a hoax just because how much I love his movies. Although I might not be as stupid as that. But back to the question, this paves way for a lot of polarization and agendas. And if you look at the impact it has, we'll see that this has made people rather narrow-minded. Hatred is everywhere. Lack of consensus and acceptance is everywhere. And no one is taking a stand because all this consumption of news, regardless of its impact, is benefit for news outlets. So how do we stop this? And what is the worst case scenario we're looking at if this does not stop? Um, see, man, social media is made for the people, by the people, okay? You have your free will to share anything you want, to say anything to anybody. That's why the Facebook is made, that's why the Instagram, Twitter, and all social media outlets follow this um, policy. Unless you say something which is very vulgar or you know very objective, uh, you know, like filled with hatred, these uh, platforms will not take action on anyone. Okay. Other thing is that I also feel that see, you can share whatever you want. I would also say that you know, right. if you hate a certain country, if you hate a certain person, you write about it. But that hatred should not come from you within. Like it should not be personal, right? If I hate a certain bill from the government, it should be, I mean, I should always concentrate on stating the fact, on stating the, the experience that people had with it. Okay, that this bill is not right for the country because of that, because of that, because of that. There should be a reason, okay? And if anyone is countering it, we should be acceptable enough, we should be liberal enough to listen him or her out. Right. Right? That should be the way it is. Now, what is happening is that people want to say a lot, but they don't want to hear it. You know? right. If I'm saying something and you correct me on it, I'm like, oh man, I'm just going to block this guy out. <laughs> I am right. I'm the person. I know everything. So that is a problem which is occurring. And 
due to that polarization is spreading exponentially because people are just saying saying and saying and they are not listening so no one is there to correct them no one is there to counter them that's how the polarization is just on another level and now even i like i mean if i tell you about myself i rarely put anything political on my facebook or instagram at all because even though i am i consider myself knowledgeable enough or or you know or a person who can counter and who can share the facts and fiction out who can make differentiate out but i just don't want to engage in a social banter you know comments after comments after comments your friends your family everyone will get involved and there will be a mess of its own and a lot of people say prakka you know so much why don't you say i'm like dude i don't have time for all this to be honest right. i am not uh, i'm i'm not a freedom fighter i'm not a revolutionary i'm not a che guevara that you know i can just go out and start fighting everyone out on social media social media is not even a real thing you guys are living in a virtual world yes so if you want to protest go out on the street if you want to know something out file an rti right to information to the government okay know about it what's the truth do your research talk to people that's how the things are done if you just want to put out a social media post and you think you are an activist sorry you are just a social media activist you are not a real activist mm-hmm. just putting a rainbow flag in your profile pic doesn't make you you know encourage or doesn't make you a liberal or doesn't make you cool that you support uh, lgbt community it's just i know hundreds of people who just do it to sound cool to just look cool that's that's the point uh, people derive their identity a lot from media these days they might as well believe supporting a specific group or social media might make them similar to them and that is really increasing these days but now that you have mentioned about your own media habits to an extent uh, one last question before we end this conversation with you in what ways do you think the content that you make you would want it to affect people <laughs> that might be what but well no no it's totally fine i'm just saying that i am a very small fish in this big large ocean and uh, i don't have the stats i'm i don't have that much resources so that i can just you know gather data about the watching habits of people and how they got impacted from my films and documentaries but whatever i know is through people who been messaging me and telling me that oh your films are good your stories are good it's cinematic it's so impactful and that's only you know the feedback that i have from the people and through that i can say that you know yeah you know it's a it's encouraging it it is sharing the positive energy among the people like it's sharing the positive vibes among the people who watch them and that is important for me at least if it's not changing the world it will not none of the 
films can change the world now but even if it's changing one or two percent at a time i think i've done my job that that that, that is definitely right and that is quite quite a thought i would say and if i have to really summarize the conversation including the part the first part of this topic itself i would say that social media might seem so big yet it is just it is simply nothing it is it is too small for one's understanding it is too small for actual interaction to actually take place on that note we'll end this conversation with you sir thank you so much for coming here and sharing your insights with us hope to see you again working with tsp thank you so much um guys hope to see you again for our forward podcast as well bye bye thank you thank you bye